This is the St. Longinus' Baptism Podcast Channel. This is episode 21. Encouragement for the faint-hearted. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have, and all that I shall do. Be consecrated to your service and your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. This episode is dedicated to those of you who feel discouraged, who feel alone, who feel lost. And I just want to let you know, I really empathize with you. There are times when you're trying to be pious and devout and you, you're, you have the intention of giving the Lord Jesus and his mother, everything that you have. And you commit a mortal sin. And you get discouraged because this 
this sin keeps coming up, keeps coming up, and you keep praying, and you keep praying, but it doesn't appear that anything's happening. And so doubts creep in. You wonder, well, you know, am I fooling myself? Am I, am I not sincere? Am I, do I not have a uh, true sincerity to, to move away from, you know, and maybe it might be more than one mortal sin, but you, you, might, you might doubt and say, well, um, you know, maybe, maybe my intention really isn't there. Or, and um, I can understand this as well. You might blame God. You might say, well, you know, I know that I want to do the right thing, but it doesn't appear that I'm getting any help. Maybe God doesn't love me. Maybe, maybe the predestinationists, the double predestinationists are true and I'm damned to hell. I truly understand that thought. And I want to reassure you that don't give up hope. Don't give up your faith. You have to hang on. And even if you feel, may perhaps feel isn't the right word I'm looking for because we're supposed to serve God with our intellect. You know, as, as creatures of the modern world, we, we tend to tie everything up in our feelings. Uh, my, uh, a, a popular expression in the world is, I'm not feeling it. You're not supposed to feel when it comes to God. You're supposed to do it with your intellectual will. But I just want to encourage you, don't give up hope. Even if you feel like the most, the most scummiest human on the face of the earth, and you feel like, you know, God could never possibly love you, and you feel dead inside, spiritually, and you feel, um, you feel physically and spiritually just dead. And uh, I'm sure that some of the people who are listening to this will completely understand where I'm coming from. We have to press on. Even, even, even if we feel that way. And perhaps maybe you say, you know, several prayers a day. If nothing else, at least give God one prayer. If it be nothing else but to quote the Pharisee in the Gospels, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. If that's it, if that's all you can pray, say it. 
And to those of you who say, well, God already knows. Sometimes you have to say this anyway. I don't pretend to know God's will. My own theory is, is that if you can say one prayer when you normally do several in one day and you say it even, even as dead as you are out loud, my theory is, is that God wants to see if you're going to at least give him that. Because, some, you know, every day you're not going to be filled with, um, with uh, inspiration and vigor. There are going to be times when you feel as far from the Lord like he's the sun and you're on Pluto. You're going to feel that way. But the key is to keep pressing forward. You know, I always say, do the best you can with what you have. And I would also stress, do the best you can with what you have, even if you don't feel it, even if you don't see it. Even if your mind is a mass of confusion and chaos, say it anyway. Make the effort. And I'm going to add as an additional note. I am a human being just like you guys are. I mean, obviously. And... By probably by the, the tone of my voice, you can tell that I'm not, I'm not feeling it, as they say. But the Holy Ghost put an urge in my heart to give you guys an encouragement. And if you, if you persevere through these, these, these trials, these dark times, you know, um, the spiritual writer, St. Thomas, or I'm sorry, not St. Thomas, Thomas Akempis, who wrote The Imitation of Christ, said, eventually the night will end. Eventually the storm will break. Don't get it twisted, though. The, the closer you get to God, the more these times will come forward and the longer these times will last. But God will send you consolation. That's why it's imperative, though, that you understand the spiritual life. Because if you don't understand the spiritual life and you have a prolonged period of, of, of um, spiritual deadness, you may be tempted to give up. And that's the worst thing you can do. I try not to speak on things that I don't know what I'm talking about. So rest assured, I'm not telling you anything that I don't have to remind myself on a daily basis. And, you know, um, that's why also too, Abandonment to divine providence is, in, is important. 
because during these times, especially, I, I can't stress this enough, especially if you're going through a protracted period a spiritual deadness, if you're going through a protracted period where it seems that you're, the mortal sins that you are particularly weak to are hammering you. Um, I can't stress this enough. Understanding divine providence is going to help you get through these times. And to those of you, I can't imagine I get many uh, secular or uh, agnostic or atheists that listen to this channel, probably for good reason, although um, if nothing else, even, even if you're not interested in God, uh, in order to at least... If, if you either despise God or indifferent or don't even believe in him, I would hope that you would listen to this podcast anyway, if nothing else, to understand how, um, how true Christians think, you know, to get an idea of where they're coming from. And if you're totally honest with yourself, you're going to know that you don't know jack about God. You don't know jack about religion. And if you're, I don't want to say smart enough, but if you're open-minded enough, to realize that if you're going to go up and, 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 and challenge Christians, true Christians, by the way, not, not false ones, on their beliefs, that it would behoove you to know what you're talking about. So I, I would hope and pray that you would at least, you know, listen to this channel and it doesn't even have to be this channel you could listen to other christian podcasts and at least try to understand where we're coming from and along those same lines to those of you who may be secular who may be atheist or agnostic and are listening to this particular episode I want to let you know something. I was never agnostic or atheist, but I was a deist. Now, for those of you who are unaware, a deist is somebody who thinks um, God created the universe, the earth, and mankind. And just, that was it. He checked out. Whatever happens on earth happens. He doesn't care. I used to be that person. And I really hated God for that because I had a particularly hard life. Well, in my own way, I realized that there are, there are people, not just in the third world, but people in the United States who probably had it a lot worse than I got it. But for me, um, speaking from my own 
selfish perspective, it was a hard life. And I hated him. And it shames me to admit this. But I'm going to admit this. When uh, when I was younger, a girl that I'd been hanging with um, woke me up at, uh, out of a drunken slumber and wanted to talk to me about God. And I practically shouted in her face, if I had the power, I would crucify him myself. I can't tell you how ashamed I am of that statement. And because of the particular type of person that I am, I don't make excuses for myself. I don't say, well, I was ignorant. Because I was ignorant. That is the truth. But that is so incredibly blasphemous and hateful. You know, that's, that's, that's like telling somebody you know who you have a grudge against. And for the sake of this argument, I'm going to use a female. And she's been raped. And you, you tell somebody... Who knows her? Well, if I if I had had the chance, I would I would have raped her myself. And the reason I'm using such a such a horrible image is rape. You could also use murder too, but when somebody gets murdered or raped or violated in any violent personal fashion that is the most vile thing that you can say I can't I, I can't put it in any other terms so no I don't excuse myself for that I don't excuse myself for that and I know that there's there's a it's the zeitgeist of the world to say oh you gotta love yourself you gotta forgive yourself if you're under that what I call a delusion I I ask you to reassess that because self-love is the reason why our society is the way it is today. It is not up to you to love yourself. It is up to God to love you. And quite frankly, the only way that you're going to be able to love God in a sincere and true fashion and to love your neighbor in a true and sincere fashion. Because that's part of what we're doing here. As we're not just supposed to love God. We're supposed to love hateful and despicable people. Just as God loved us. 
you're supposed to love your neighbor the same way you love God. And if you, you know, people call it um, self-esteem. And some people actually call it self-love. Although in the Catholic context, you know, they... All the saints, all all the doctors of the church have said, um, you're to die to self-love. And that's why we have the egoism and the narcissism that we do. It's because people that are swimming through these waters are swallowing the zygotes. And, you know, um, they tell, they tell people, oh, you know, you got to love yourself before you love anyone else. Love is self-sacrifice. Love is not an emotion. I know that sounds counter, uh, counterintuitive to those who are in this society at this time, but it really is. It's, it, uh, the emotion is a side product. It's, love is actually an intellectual assent to a person or to God. And in order to love them, you have to sacrifice for them. I can't put it in any other way. Um, there are people I'm not going to get into that. Um, Anyway, I was talking to the atheists and uh, agnostics and the people who, you know, for whatever reason, I I told you about a podcaster I used to, uh, oh, I still kind of listen to him, although I haven't been lately, who said he had a complicated relationship with God. To those of you who, for whatever reason, are not interested in meeting God, I'm going to hate to tell you this, but for some of you, you may not have a choice. Um, I'm not saying everyone, because everyone's an individual. But some of you are going to have a road to Damascus moment. And what I mean by that is, whether you're interested or not, you're going to be in a situation where God is going to do what he did to the apostle uh, Paul. And he's just going to knock you off on your butt with his glory and his power. And you're going to, he, he is going to fill your heart full of the love that he has for you. And you're just going to be filled. Like I said, you don't have a choice in this. You're going to, well, I don't want to make a broad statement. Some of you are not going to have a choice and you're going to be filled with the realization of just how that you are literally the worst person in the world. That all this love had been there all that time and you actively rejected it and you hated him. Now, that may not sound like a comfort to you. Once again, I try not to speak on things that I don't know about. And 
I just want to get it on the record that yes, I do understand everyone's an individual and God deals with us individually. But for my own part, for my own part, once, once I had my road to Damascus moment, I realized nothing was ever going to be the same again. And it hasn't. Even, even when I was, you know, practically living as a pagan, I was not the same person that I was before that road to Damascus moment. By outward appearances, I'm not going to lie, it appeared that way, but interiorly, no, I was not the same person. And so, I want you to be encouraged by this. Because I understand that those of you who are far away from God and have no interest, you know, um, <clears throat> you may have some, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be saying to yourself, oh, this doesn't sound like a good thing. It is. Because it will change your perspective. It will change you interiorly. And I'm not, I'm not going to be presumptuous to try to say um, how it will affect you. But if you get to a certain point, you're going to realize that it really was for your going good. And you're going to wonder why you didn't do it sooner. So this is an encouragement. Um, don't give up hope. Keep pressing forward. Keep doing what you need to do. Put your faith and trust in God. Don't try to figure out you know, the whys and the hows and the wheres. Just go with the flow, as they say. Let God figure it out. And I can't stress this enough. Do this especially, especially if you're feeling, if you're, if, if you're, if you're feeling, um, like the worst person in the world, if you feel that you're so far away from God that, you know, there's no way that he would either be interested or um, that he could hear you. I just want to encourage you. He does love you. He loves everyone. And I'm saying that not only from my, my own perspective, but to, to everyone. Now, you have free will. You choose to free, you choose to, or I'm sorry, you're free to choose whatever path you take. But for those of you who are going through a particularly dark time, I just want to encourage you and tell you, Keep pushing.
And even, even if it's just a very token, a very token move, just whatever God puts in your heart, say it to him. And if that's the only thing that you say for that day, go ahead, say it. Because, like I said, I have a theory, and I don't claim to be a theologian or a saint or none of that. It's just my theory as a very, very sinful individual. I think that God does that because he wants to see if you're willing to take that step. I think this is all I'm going to say for this episode. God does love you. And in my own very, very flawed and, and weak way, I love you too. Thank you for listening. And I thank you for taking the time to listen. And I hope that the Holy Ghost is working through me and somehow you are touched or moved or at least given some food for thought. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.